All right, Teague, is the, uh, is the resident Bah Humbug ready to, ready to record for this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about your beer being Osama Bin Laden? Sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Good to know, good to know. Okay, well, uh, we're here. We're here, we're back. It is I, Joshua Osborne, host of Doom Talk Radio. Um, and with me here is uh, my co-host, Teague Henderson. Yeah, man. And Teague, how are you today? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Okay, not too bad, not too bad. I feel like you're looking particularly Osama Bin Laden with your beard today. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> that was literally the first thing I thought of. It's I, the first thing you said. <laughs> like, wow, you're really looking like Bin Laden. <laughs> I mean, and to be clear, of course, obviously the rest is uh, significantly less of a match. But Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess most of the people listening to this have never actually seen you. Right? No, no. <laughs> so they don't really know that you're a fairly stereotypical, you know, how would you describe yourself ethnically and visually? <laughs> um... I don't know. Pretty stereotypical North American white male, uh, Caucasian. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, that's how you look, at least. The Caucasian thing fucks me off, because, I mean, the Caucasus Mountains, they're not white. Um, (laughs) So that whole term is just, like, weird, but uh, whatever. That's that's what people say, Uh, but I know know what you mean. Yeah, Right? You know what I mean, right? Of course, of course. They absolutely, like, (laughs) what? Whatever. I got a beard. I got tattoos. I'm white. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, it's like you are Irish. Do you look Irish? I'm not like, Irish. I mean, I'm Canadian. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's like that's the same as saying like I'm technically British and Russian, but you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not. Also, not really. No. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. It's well, not... anyways, Teague is uh, less of a. I was about to say Middle Eastern. Although, you know what? Actually, a lady I used to work with, um, <laughs> she was convinced I was Lebanese, and I was like. What? <laughs> like really? Like you really think I I look Lebanese? Like have you ever seen a Lebanese person? You know, I think I see where she's coming from. I don't know. Man. I mean, you don't, right? But I think I see where she's coming from. I don't know, man. I was just like, really? Like, okay, like, I'll I'll take it, I guess. I mean, this week on Latin Latin cast, been Latin cast, been Latin cast. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we're here. We're Noob Talk Radio. Uh, welcome back to I believe this is episode sixty-eight. That's what it says. Ho- hoping I'm not getting that wrong. That's what it says on here, anyway. Yeah, well, what it says on there? I know, is... I know. I thought, that's why I said that's what it is. That's what it says. <laughs> I'm not as trustworthy as I'd like to be with those things. Mm-hmm. If Rami still listens, I hope he's still amused by our uh, regularly, consistently getting the uh, episode, episode <laughs> numbers wrong. Um, but yeah, welcome back to episode episode number sixty-eight. A relatively concise episode for you this time, um, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a double parter here. Where we're going to launch right into a nice Dead Island 2 Dying Light discussion after this. Which we're then going to put, uh, Josh is going on, uh, half of Doom Talk is going on vacation. Uh, I'll be in Portugal, which hopefully will be extremely fun. I'm sure it will be. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I'm a little sick at the moment, but I'm glad I got sick before I went. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would also not want to go through a airport with like anything even remotely looking like symptoms of anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, the the global health crisis is over mm. um officially officially the world health organization yeah. is yeah. over so i don't know the repercussions are felt uh pretty far though i mean mm. it's like even with my dentist i have a dentist appointment tomorrow that i'm hoping will will still go smoothly i'm not like coughing up a lung in the morning or anything and they get really nervous i don't know but you know there's still we still get like ad- advisory notices of like i know it's just like common across like pretty much everybody after covid but like there's still messages always being like if you have any symptoms of this 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 this, this oh, call right, us right, immediately right. you know this sort of like i like i love how we sort of as an you know as a health industry or even outside the health industry we just completely adopted this like rote uh, insanity it's, like it's just not 
you know, we don't treat, like, you know, it, it really had repercussions, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's fucked people's minds, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, big time. Yeah, but but uh, last time I was at the hospital with my dad for an appointment, no masks. And this was a first. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I was floored by it. I was, because wow. I, because it did, uh, every doctor's appointment I go to with them, every doctor's appointment I go to, they've been the masks still, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, when we walk in the I hospital. I had one pretty recently that was. Well, yeah, I can't, I got one next week, and uh if he sta- he's fed up of this shit, but so I'd be really surprised if he pushed it. But mm. um, yeah, anyways, at this hospital, uh, we walk in and they still had they didn't have a guard standing there, and they still had masks at the front door, and they still had the hand wash thing. But above the masks, there was a thing saying if you've traveled within the past ten days, if you've come into contact with somebody that has it, or if you have symptoms, please wear a mask. Mm. And my dad reached for it, and I was like, whoa, 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 it doesn't apply to us. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed to see that finally, you know, oh. some hospitals are considering no masks. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, prefaced by saying that these opinions are not based on any scientific analysis because I don't have the time or inclination to check. I think it's probably good that, like, you know, some, like, not, if we don't need masks outside, it makes sense that, like, we just, we do not necessarily need masks in all areas, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it really feels like the hospitals were just being a holdover for a long time, but I'm glad to see that they're considering, yeah. you know, going back to normal as it were. Again, I've only been to this one. So. Still, I mean, that's, that's a, uh, I mean, from my perspective, that's huge. She was massive. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh... I mean, I've been, I've still been shocked every time I go into a doctor's office of any kind, you know, as mm-hmm. like, even optometrist or something. It's like anything even vaguely medical. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, but uh, all right. So let's start this. Moving on from COVID cast. Let's start this. <laughs> uh, Seven o'clock. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a video so game episode, podcast. I episode sixty-eight. Um, <laughs> episode sixty-eight. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Actually, it's not so much. To start, do you want to go straight into the news, or do you want to do what we've been playing first? I say let's do what we've been playing. <clears throat> I mean. You were regaling me with tales of Elden Ring. Before. Yeah, no, I don't want you go first. I've been fucking with Elden Ring uh, again, and um, I feel like fucking is putting it, putting it mildly in this case. Um, Would balls deep be accurate, or is that too strong? It's the same thing. I guess it really. You is. don't fuck without going balls deep. <laughs> Jesus, and if you do, well, you're not doing it right. We definitely earned that explicit tag <laughs> in the first five minutes of the podcast. Yeah, that's a hundred percent earned. <laughs> if you ain't going balls deep, you're not fucking. All right. <laughs> Man, I really hope no one is listening to this. I mean, you know what my cousin told me? Not sorry, not my. I call her my cousin. She's actually my, actually my god sister. We're not uh, blood related. Yeah. It's just a convenient uh, yeah, way, yeah. way of putting it. But my god sister told me recently. Uh, at our cabin, or at, sorry, at her cabin, which is right beside mine in the States, um, that actually her son uh, listens, listened to the show for a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> her son's pretty young. Yeah, he's like, he's probably like 11 now. Oh, that's not old enough. <laughs> no, it's, well, I mean, it's like, most of the stuff we say is really fine. We could be family friendly. You know what I mean? We like, could be. We had that conversation once where it's like, we're on average... On an average, on a, on a good day, we're pretty family friendly. It depends on the day, man. Like, it some depen- days I'm just extra prickly. Um, <laughs> some days I'm really prickly, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've had a, a, a darn big, darn, a darn big Mario rant that was, like, yeah, fairly profane. Pretty freaking serious. It was pretty serious, and pretty I, was, I was really serious. worked up about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, it's kind of like, but I told her at the time, too, I was like, Man, I, I, I'm really sorry, Megan, but like it's got a, it's got an explicit tag, and like we do sometimes we use some fairly strong language, you know. And she's like, "That's ah, okay, I'm not worried about it." I'm like, "Okay," and I felt better about it until we just <laughs> until we said we just said that, and I'm like, 
Well, you know. Well, the ball's deep figure, so, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's stopped listening by now, so. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it has an explicit tag, so, you know. You know, we'll just keep just, our fingers crossed. Just kind of beep, you know, beep it. Maybe I'll beep it out. I yeah, mean, I don't know. It's like, I suddenly got concerned after that conversation with her. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but, uh. Anyways. No, well, I've been. Funny, I've, man. It's funny. I've been going pretty hard on Elden Ring. Um, not too crazy, but, um. Been having fun with it anyways. Um, still undecided as to what build I'm going with, hmm. which is kind of something you should, you know, figure out before you start, but... Um, I mean, I feel like it's part of the fun. Yeah, but I mean, I really am kind of kicking myself on... Uh, well, like I picked the uh, the dexterity class. Sure. <laughs> I'm not going dexterity. <laughs> so, I mean... Did you, you pick do- it because of the curved swords? Yeah, totally. That makes sense to me. But, I mean... Starting gear matters. Yeah. So, some of the starting, I mean, not always, but some of the starting gear, you actually, I checked a lot when I was researching the game because I'm really OCD like that. Mm-hmm. Some of the starting gear you can't get until like... Way like, later now. Yeah, like when I was selecting my cleric class, like I took profit because of the stat layout, mm-hmm. but I wanted the confessor gear and I was really chagrined to see that the, the confessor gear is like only acquirable and like acquirable, acquire, acquire, is that even a word? Acquirable? That sounds Can right. only be acquired. Can only be acquired in the, is it, um... The, what's the volcano zone? Volcano, volcano Manor? Manor yeah. I think it's Volcano Manor, which is like really far into the game. It is. Anyways. You can get there kind of quick, though, too. Um, but th- still, for a new... It was like the first time I played the game. Oh, fuck yeah. No, right? No, no, so, no. like, I didn't know any of that, like... Area yeah, the Iron shit. Maiden sucks no, you up. And no, then, yeah. no. I just cursed again. Yeah. It's well, hard to avoid. Golly G. <laughs> Golly G. Willie Christie. Just, you know, instead of, you know, JC, you know, you got to say cheese and fries. Uh, <laughs> cheese and fries. I like that. That's really pretty cute. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so not on. Yeah, yeah you, what, what were you saying? I didn't mean to derail you. I've been going pretty hard on Elden Ring. Not crazy, but uh, again, I hadn't decided on what I'm going with. I think for now, I'm going strength mostly. Can't decide between faith, arcane, intelligence. I'm going to have a backup for a weapon, you know. A lot of weapons require one of those three things. Yeah, hybrid. Um, Yeah, and some of the buffs too. So I have no idea. But um, for now, I'm just having fun. I might end up just doing the entire game and never deciding. And just being like, well, pure melee all the way. None of these other things. Mm. Um, But What about uh, strength faith? Yeah, that's... Bestial? Bestial incantation? Yeah, well, I'm going... I've never tried it. I'm going with strength and... Again, like you need faith for the bestial stuff. Yeah. But uh, the, you know, you need faith for a lot of stuff, like the blasphemous blade, like a bunch also of also true, a bunch of weapons. So it's more basically just to see what type of weapon I want to end with. Yeah. Um, yeah. For now, I'm just kind of throwing everything, trying out everything, mm. and yeah, I suck with most. That's stuff. the way to go, man. I yeah, mean. but I like I really suck with most stuff. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm. I'm not good at this game. Um, I still feel like I feel like there's a lot of options with um, arcane. Mm-hmm. Like arcane's a really solid way to go. Like, and the options feel different. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, you know, the unrelated. Like, it's weird, but like, there's also there's the the sort of there's the pure decks, not arcane, arcane, which is because the dragon scale. Wait, is it no the serpent bone blade? Yeah, the serpent bone blade, despite being a poison weapon, does not scale with arcane. Right. It only scales with dex. Yeah. So there's also the like side build of like it's the dex arcane with not arcane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, but like no, but I hear you. <clears throat> yeah, there's that for that, and then also for the dragon scale blade, which I love. The lightning one is it right. Dragon right. scale blade. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that one. I feel like I mean after my last playthrough. Which, I mean, I ended on Eleanor's pole blade and being super satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Like, extremely different than anything I tried before. Yeah, it's like, good, good one. For me, it felt like a huge departure because, like, you know, I was, like, 
adamantly against any like colossal weapons. Mm-hmm. It's well, like it's a, not a colossal. No, but like a two-handed weapon still prohibits me from using a shield. A shield. Oh, that's right. And yeah, that's the main are... thing for me is like I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, you're you know? a stick and board guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like without a game like Bloodborne to force me to do it, I find it impossible to choose not sword and board. Mm. So it was really cool for me because it really got me like sort of like out of my shell. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but um, I haven't used this a shield since. Um, like the second time we played together or something. I was I was following your lead, right? Yeah, like uh, yeah. where the shield was, I picked it up. I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then um very shortly after Buddy was like, What, you're not two handing? Like what the fuck's wrong with you? And uh what the frig is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was you like, know, I think that intro is too amusing for us to cut. But we'll see, we'll see. Right, well. <laughs> it's particularly profane. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we earned that uh that <laughs> we, title. Sometimes we really earn that tag, sometimes we don't. Yeah, you know? well. <laughs> this is one of the ones where we did. But anyways, yeah, I've been having fun with it. I don't know. Uh we'll see. I'll continue to have fun with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really all over the place though. It's yeah. so far from my last playthrough. My my last playthrough, I was following like each boss. Like there was a walkthrough right. on how to not miss anything. Yeah, like really sequential. Yeah, like yeah. every mission that you could possibly miss, every yeah. every boss, everything, and I like Damn. followed it to the letter. And um, this time, I'm just like whoop whoop whoop, whipping all over the place. Like <laughs> that's awesome. Straight to Caleb, pick this up. Oh, way up here now, you know, I'm like. Oh dude, man, it's kind of ridiculous. I got to be honest, you are one hundred percent making me want to turn this on like right now. <laughs> I even have my next build planned out too. Like, I mean, the last one with actually beating Millennia and actually beating the game really like took it out of me afterwards a bit. Mm-hmm. It, it took a, I mean, we did a long time. Like, it took me a long time getting used to Eleanor's Pole Blade. We took a long time defeating Millennia. It took me, like, I tried with you a few times, but then did it mostly by myself. It took me a long time to beat the final boss. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, it was long at the end. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, getting those final inches towards Repetitious, the right? Yeah, like, repetitious. It's, it's not, like, you're no longer exploring and stuff. You're just trying over and over and exactly, over. And it, it, exactly. That does suck the life out of you. But after trying Eleanor's Pole Blade, I 100% know the next build. Like, I still, I think Intelligence is maybe my favorite. And I like that sorcerer that I was playing with you with the first time. Mm-hmm. She was really fun. And I love, like, um, just the weirdness of the, like, the weapons that you get with pure int, the way you have, I mean, there's obviously Moonveil if you yeah. have a little bit of dex investment, yeah. which is awesome. Super um, awesome. <clears throat> totally awesome. Although for that character, I was more into, like, the straight swords for int are actually pretty interesting because mm-hmm. you have, like, the crystal ones that, like, can give rot, scarlet rot. Yeah, right? and you have Trina's. Yeah, Trina's is so fucking different and weird and just completely unique in terms of weapons. Amazing. Like, pretty much the only uh, sleep, the only, like, reliably sleep-inflicting weapon, you know? I think it is the only sleep weapon. I don't know. I think you might be right. I feel like it was... No, there's got to be, like, one other, maybe. I don't know. I felt like it was the only It might be. Weapon. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, so that was super unique and super awesome. Um, And I think I found, like, because when experimenting with Eleonora's pull blade... I finally was able to try the other, the twin, the regular twin blade, and mm-hmm. then put the Ash of War unique to twin blades on them that mm-hmm. I was never able to try before. And they're both like totally awesome. Yeah. And yeah. they straight up go with int builds because they're both like one's a magic one and one's a frost one. Okay. And so they both ideally would scale with intelligence. Hmm. So I already know, like, if I'm going back into the game, it's going to be pole blade, it's going to be dual handed uh, twin blade, like basic twin blade. Okay. With frost Ash of War, which does an awesome frost projectile. That right, right. It's just. I mean, massive damage, cheap to use, causes frostbite. Like You can do, like, four hits on the jump, I think, right? Fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so you're, you're really making me want to jump back in with but. Let's do it. <laughs> well, anyways, I mean, I'll talk about myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll be brief. I've only been playing Dead Island 2. Like, it's pretty much just that for me. Um, and we're going to... 
I mean, I'll talk a little bit about it now, but we're going to talk heavily about it later. Um, so I'll save most of it for our later conversation. But what I can say, basically, I'll just give a quick synopsis of like how it's been for me. I've really enjoyed the game. Um, it's been a great experience for me. Um, I mean, Dead Island 2 is not an incredible game, but it is a very good Dead Island game. Um, and it's a totally, like, uh, what's the word? It's a totally competent and spiritually faithful successor to the first game. Fair enough. Which is about all you could want. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a blast with it. I basically beat the game, I guess, uh, coming into this. Like, I finished... It's a bit of a weird game in terms of, like, I finished all the story progress. But... And I guess we'll probably get into this more later, but it's a game where you're kind of expected to finish the story progress fast so right, that you right. can do all the side quests, mm -hmm. which is weird for me, and I'm not sure that I like it that much. I kind of like the idea of needing to, or, well, not needing to, but doing side quests before ending the game, you know? I kind of do too. Is but, there a new game yeah. plus? No, but you just keep playing afterwards. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like you're expected to just... You're unleashed in the open... Well, it's not super open. It's, like, segmented big areas. Right. But you're unleashed in the game's world, and you're just expected to just continue exploring after. Hmm. It's different, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like, I respect the fact they're trying something different. I don't know if it works as well as intended for me, but it's an interesting take. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, anyways, so, I mean, I beat the game's story. Effectively, you could call that I finished the game. Um, I've done about... I've probably, like, 80%... You know, yeah. yeah, like 80% of everything kind of thing. And I really like it. It's been super fun. It's been very satisfying uh, as a Dead Island game. Um, How many hours total would you say you put in? Oh, that's a really tough... I wish I would have checked before I came here. I want to say quite a few. I mean... 30? It feels like a lot. It's probably only like 40 maybe or something. Okay. You know, it feels like a lot. Like a, 40, yeah. Well, that's yeah. a full week's work. I mean, like... You know, for a game that's not very big, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's relatively contained and relatively yeah. tight experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I mean, so I won't get too much more into it, but I really liked it. I had a blast with it. It's kind of like I would recommend it to anyone who at all likes... Like, the, for me, the cool thing about Dead Island, or Dead Island 2, rather, is uh, Dead Island, the second game <laughs> also, <laughs> um, is that it really is exactly what it looks like. Right. You know, so if you look up anything about the game and you're intrigued by what you see, it's exactly what it shows. Okay, there's yeah. nothing hidden. You know, there's no more than what's shown. There's no less than what's shown. There's no tricks. Have you, you tried know? the co-op? <clears throat> I have not. Okay. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really bummed about that. I should have saved that for later, anyways. But it oh no, it's I mean it's totally fine. Like I mean I I had a couple chances to coordinate with. There's only one buddy I have. Uh, I think friend of the show Sheldon is the only friend I have that has the game. Mm -hmm. We tried to coordinate a couple times, we weren't able to make it work. Right. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to give that a shot. I would like to. I just saw some really funny shorts of uh, I think it's Doctor Disrespect uh, throwing like toasters at like other players uh, in that are standing in a puddle. That's really funny. <laughs> and just yeah. like electrocuting them. That is totally a thing you could do. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was just like, dude, this is... It really looks like a fun game to goof around in. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can't, unfortunately I can't say, but I, I can only, I can only imagine that if I had had a chance to go co-op, I would have 100%, like it would have just increased my, my sort for of... For sure. Res not respect, but appreciation for the, the franchise. No, I hear it. Um, so, and it looks, I mean, from what I've seen, it looks like a really good game to play co-op. So I mean that's all I'll say for now, and we'll we'll talk about this more in the in the next episode. What we're going to record later tonight, but what we you guys will be getting is the next episode. Um, but suffice to say, I had a, I just had a really good time with it. Fantastic. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I've been playing in terms of video games. Uh, I nice. mean, I guess I'll say really quick too that I was able to go back to Cyberpunk Red, did an RPG session of that. 
had our first uh, session of, I think it's called Agents of Desire is the name. It's one of the adventures from the new adventure book that's coming. Yeah, okay. It's really cool, and I won't say too much because my players might listen to this, <laughs> or at least one of them might. But um, it's basically like they started this murder mystery that's like really different for cyberpunk than what I usually do. Right, right. Most of the stuff I usually do is like the one that you played with me, mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of heavy combat, mm-hmm. you know, like very intense action sort of stuff. Um, this is very much more like, okay, like someone was uh, killed and or kidnapped. It's like Clue. Yeah, kind of like, you know, my girlfriend is missing, my fiance is missing, mm-hmm. you gotta find her, please help me. Yeah. You know, and they has, and they like, you know, they, and it's sort of up to them to like, they have a little bit of information at the beginning, but then they need to go to the places and like, they need to just sort of really dig around for clues. Mm-hmm. You know, however they can get it. It's really cool, so... Yeah, I mean, and I won't say much more because it, it could risk spoiling for the people listening. Uh, because it, I know at least one one person I play with, I think regularly listens to the podcast. But um, just really need to. I mean, I love I love the game, and I'm not able to play as much as I would like to. But I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, like, nice. yeah, I just love the role playing game. It's totally awesome. Nice. I mean, I love the cyberpunk universe, and it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. If anything, I'm excited for the expansion to Cyberpunk 2077, which I think looks good. Mostly because I think it's going to, again, just drive in, interest in the RPG. Right. Which, uh, to me is like, or sorry, the tabletop RPG. Right. right. Which um, I think is just amazing. So, yeah, yeah, nice. That's, uh, that's nice. all I got for the moment. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll move on, we'll move on to the news. Let's do it. We've just got two news items for you this week, um, and then we'll get into some rapid fire. So moving on to number one. UK blocks Microsoft Xbox's $69 billion purchase of Activision Blizzard may kill the whole deal. Um, so that's oh, cheeky, <laughs> cheeky UK. Oh. That's actually, I mean, I've got a few headings here, uh, and I basically wanted to circle back to this ABK, you know, acquisition deal thing, just mostly just because we really don't talk about it, mm-hmm. um, even though it's been obviously, you know, industry relevant news for quite some time now. I mean, we kind of discussed it when it first happened, and then it's been so, you know, it's kind of in the weeds with all its regulatory stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like ever since that, like it's difficult to cover it effectively if you're not really getting into it all the time. Right. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to return to it this week because mainly because it looked like the first time that there seemed to be actual tangible you know, sentiments of like, this may not go through. Mm. Right? Um, so that's uh, actually the headline of Young A's synopsis article. Yeah. No. Um, but what I do have to say, Young A's looking good, man. Is he? Yeah, he's looking very healthy. He's looking very much more in shape. He's looking very uh, happy and uh, like he's been living well. That's good, awesome. Good for Youngie. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, he was getting a little. He was getting a little bit too worked up, and maybe not having enough fun with things before. Well, so, he seems. Uh, he seems to be doing well. I'm glad to see he's on the right path. Maybe we need to. We should. I should start uh, going to more of his news articles because he, he he does have really good synopses. When it's like when it's something that's you know complicated and like you want to. Yes and no. Yeah. Um, I don't think so, honestly. I think no? he's pretty good at... Well, I mean, sometimes, sure. But um, sometimes I just find his is uh, a little long-winded and rep- mm. repeats a lot of stuff. He talks a lot without saying much. Okay, okay. And I, I find it a little tough to decipher the actual situation from Interesting. what he's saying. Interesting. Sometimes. Only sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk... I don't want to throw shade at him or anything. No, for like sure, that. for sure. I feel like maybe some of it in this case is that this story, this whole story really has been quite difficult to cover. Right, I right. Think so, for, I mean, it, that might not be his fault at all. It might totally. just be, like, the nature of the story, you know? Totally, totally, totally. I'll just... Uh, I'll take two headlines here. Um, this one's off Polygon, and this is April 26th. UK regulator blocks $68.7 billion Microsoft Activision deal, and this is, again... April 26th, subheadline, Competition and Markets Authority said acquisition would lead to, quote-unquote, reduced innovation and less choice in cloud gaming. We'll get into what that means in a minute. And then here's a follow-up 
headline uh, that is a little bit more recent. This is off Video Games Chronicle. Microsoft hires an EU-beating, quote-unquote, EU-beating lawyer to help overturn UK regulators' Activision merger block. Subheading acquisition was blocked last month, but an appeal is planned. So we probably won't go too far into either of these articles. And then, of course, like Teague was saying, there's Young Age synopsis as well. I'll read a small quote from the Polygon article. Despite recent signs that it was softening its stance on Microsoft, Microsoft's proposed $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision, Activision Blizzard, the UK's antitrust regulator, the Competition and Markets Authority, has announced that it has decided to formally block the deal. CMA said its decision was motivated by concerns about the deal's effect on the future of nascent cloud gaming market, where Microsoft is a key player. It feared the data... It feared the deal would lead to, quote-unquote, reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. Uh, it's worth saying that the source in this case is just the, the UK government press release Microsoft Activision deal prevented to, pr to protect innovation and choice in cloud gaming. Which strikes me as an odd thing, you know, like the, for the UK to just like step in and be like, no, don't do this. Uh, Why? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> maybe a bit of overreach. I don't, I mean, that's part of my difficulty in covering this thing, is that I don't understand. I mean, I know there's like at least, was it four separate bodies that are trying to get this deal to go through? There's the UK um, Competition and Markets Authority, right? Is what it's called, I think. Uh, then there's also, there's the federal, there's the US Federal, federal Trade Commission. Mm -hmm. There's also the EU organization, which the name is escaping me at the moment, but they have a similar one, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then there's maybe someone else that I'm forgetting too. Probably. And I don't, what I don't understand is, um, and again, you know, we won't talk too much about it because these are just sort of, these things are kind of beyond me. Do you, uh, maybe you can help me out here. Is like, Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our forte. If one of them blocks it, but the others think it's fine, then what happens? I don't know. See what I mean? Like, that's... So, I have a little, a little bit of difficulty processing, like, exactly how much this means. Mm -hmm. Like, what I can say is that... Let me finish uh, the yeah, yeah, quote yeah, from the yeah. article. Well, uh, back to the Polygon article. It said a solution proposed by Microsoft, quote-unquote, had significant shortcomings and would require regulatory oversight by the CMA. Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services, and the evidence available to the CMA showed that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service, the government body said, announcing the findings in its months-long review. It reckons Microsoft accounts for an estimated 60-70% to 70 of global cloud gaming services already, thanks to the advantages of owning Xbox, Windows, and the Azure platform, as well as the Game Pass uh, game subscription service to which Xbox cloud gaming is tied. CMA views cloud gaming as an important, fast-growing sector of the games market that allows gamers to quote-unquote avoid buying expensive consoles and presents them with more quote-unquote flexibility and choice in terms of how they play. CMA viewed behavioral remedies proposed by Microsoft in the form of 10-year deals forcing it to make its games available on other cloud platforms as insufficient. It said they would require regulatory oversight, did not sufficiently cover different business models such as subscriptions, and risk disagreement between Microsoft and other cloud gaming providers given the amount of change that might happen in the sector over a 10-year period. That's all I'll get into from the Polygon article. Um, the EU lawyer that, that uh, from the, the video, video Games Chronicle article, this EU beating lawyer that Microsoft has hired, we don't need to get into that. No. Basically, uh, they've hired an extremely uh, reputable and well-known lawyer who has helped in similar cases uh, with other governing, bo other governing bodies in the um, UK uh, to help them appeal this decision. Right? Mm -hmm. Of course, it's no surprise that Microsoft is trying to uh, appeal the decision. Uh, Activision Blizzard is supporting them, although it's worth noting that it doesn't really cost them too much to support them, I would say. Yeah. And if anything, <laughs> it's kind of fascinating because uh, Microsoft stands to pay them a really, really significant, what do they call it? There's an there's a economic term or a business term for it. Um, they need to pay damages if the deal doesn't go through. Right. Which are extremely high. Yeah. From whatever I can't remember the number, but it's like really astronomical levels of damages if the deal falls through. And who um, has to pay that? 
Microsoft is. Right. Yeah, because of the fact that it's kind of like because, you know, they initiated a deal that was deemed to be sort of uh, anti-competitive. But yeah, I mean, what do you think of all this? I honestly, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting the angle of, like, I was initially confused by the sort of like cloud gaming news stuff I was seeing. But when they frame it in terms of just like, because of the fact that they have these these services that are available sort of like at large and are like not console dependent, it's like it really gives them a, a lot of sway if you know we let them be the sole owners of this thing and it's sort of like it's strongly within their interest to like make all this stuff exclusive to their mm-hmm. streaming platforms. It kind of makes sense to me. I mean, well, I mean, if you spend 68 billion dollars, um, go for it. <laughs> like I don't know man yeah. 68 billion dollars is a ridiculous amount of money it is it is and it it's is. like if you're gonna do that like kinda I don't know maybe not like a monopoly and like be a super asshole uh, okay that that's not good but like dude like fucking 68 billion dollars like it's a lot of money yeah. that's insane yeah. and it's yeah. games you know like it's not yeah. like I don't know to me it's kind of I don't know man but I, I they clearly know more about it than me. They see the problem with it more than I do. I guess, I guess, yeah. Because I don't see the problem with it so much. You don't, you, you mean you don't see the problem with um, Microsoft it, acquiring? ABK? No. If they, they buy it and they make it exclusive to their own thing, and that's their business. Yeah. Um, and that's Blizzard's business to sell it to them, in my mind. I mean, that's totally fair. Like, can you see the angles of... Um... You know, not wanting to have a monopoly in the yeah, in the no, no, no. Space. I think so I, you I think monopolies like are monopolies are bad, but I, I again, see what you mean. it's not a like okay. It might be close to a monopoly on streaming games, right, but right. It, that's like one aspect of games. Yeah, and like again, sixty-eight billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of feeling that. Well, personally, I don't care. I don't you know, really you want to own it all either. You want to own everything. You want to make it exclusive to Xbox. It's like, oh, I can't play COD. Like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. that sucks. But like, <laughs> dude, you spend $68 billion on it. You make that call. <laughs> I mean, I do think it's probably bad for the industry at large. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like if you yeah, really This isn't like to... food production. This isn't, uh, this yeah. isn't baby formula. Well, this isn't medicine. This is video games. I mean, I hear you, but like... You know, we have to sort of like, if we want the industry to be taken seriously, you know, we have to treat it as like important, even if it's not, of course, you know, it's on a luxury. the same level as, for sure, for sure. But like, I mean, you know, do you not want your entertainment to be as robust as possible, right? Like, I mean, yes. Because that's the perspective of people not wanting monopolies, I right? Mean, it's just, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I'm, I'm all for like no monopoly on it. Like monopolies are bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But like, is it really a monopoly or is it just close to it? Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I you. if it's not an actual monopoly, then I don't want to hear that it's a monopoly. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. And if you're using that as the the reason why you would want to let this go through, it's like, well, if it is a monopoly, then fine. But it doesn't quite sound like it. It yeah. sounds like it's close to. Yeah. And to me, that's just like, yo, intro mile. Uh, only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And I think, you know, we'll move on from this. Yeah. But... To, to close, for me, I can just say that, um, I mean, I'm very happy to let these uh, governing bodies decide whether or not this is a monopoly, right? It's kind of like, I'll take their word for it. I mean, it's this stuff is kind of be, a little beyond me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Um, 
what I'm mostly taking away from this is just that I'm really shocked that it's gone on this long. Yeah. And I, I assumed this was just going to pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, what else did they buy in the past few years, right? Like, didn't Microsoft scoop up a bunch of shit? Yeah, they bought a bunch of stuff. So yeah. I just kind of figured, well, this is just one more to the list, you know? I feel like that's kind of the problem with the, like, is this specific thing a monopoly? Maybe not, but, like, the sort of overall behavior mm. and the bigness of this particular one maybe that's the, the cause for concern you know what i mean my other thing is like i really don't give a shit about streaming games uh, i'm like oh, i'll buy it i'll play it that's it um i, I don't i don't want to do a streaming service i don't like the idea of it it's cool it's great if yeah. you like that if you're into it fine but that's not my thing I mean, neither do I. I see the main concern here is Game Pass, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, the Game Pass is already so so far ahead of yeah. everything else that it's yeah. like, well, what are you calling it a monopoly now? Like, well, I mean, that's a valid point too. Yeah. Like, yeah. so at what point are you going to let the businesses be the businesses and make their decisions? Or like, I don't know, man. To me, yeah, I don't know. It is beyond me, though. I don't know what I'm talking about. And, um, <laughs> this is just my opinion. Like, I don't like. When, uh, like, again, if it is a monopoly, sure. But if it's just sort of like one, it's like, oh, fuck yourself, man. I don't care. Mm, like, mm-hmm. uh, and also, I really don't care about streaming games. Um, it might be the future, though. Like, absolutely. The the whole... I mean, even though they're framing it as streaming games, I feel like what they really mean, which maybe they don't even understand themselves, is is they're really talking about Game Pass. Yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. That's yeah. No, what... no, but that's the and same. even while Game Pass is technically streaming, it's also not. Right? No, but that's... Because you can download all the games. But that's what I mean by streaming. A service that you pay for to... Like like Netflix. Oh, you so you, you mean still a streaming service where you can download the stuff... And watch it that way. Yeah, but you have to pay a subscription service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I feel that's... like we should call them maybe subscription services. Sure. Just because it's like, it's a little misleading. If we say if we say streaming, it makes well, you like feel like you have now. to... That's the same with PlayStation Now. You can download the games yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Right? But it's a paid thing. Yeah. Right? No, for um, sure. For so sure. that's what I'm referring to. I hear, like, you, I hear you. And yeah. that might very well be the future. But, like, Xbox is miles ahead of everybody else already yeah. on that so front. True. So it's like... I don't know, man. I kind of say let them go all the way. I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> you know, this should resolve itself relatively soon. And I'm really just, I'm keen for the whole thing to be over. Yeah. <laughs> one way yeah. or the other. I'm just shocked that it got this. So that this actually, far. one, yeah, one of the bodies is, has really been like, you know what? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, we'll see. Yeah. You know? yeah. Moving on to number two. Let's do it. Reporters are using Counter-Strike to deliver Ukraine war news to Russians. So this is a little bit, going to be a little bit more charged than we usually are. Um, but it is... Some interesting video game news, nonetheless. Um, And I'm getting this headline off IGN. Subheading, a Finnish paper is using the game to bypass Russian media restrictions. This was May 3rd. And the original source is GamesRadar. We can see the article there. Counter-Strike Go is being used to bypass Russian media restrictions and report on the Ukraine war. Finnish newspaper Helsingin Sanomat created a hidden room as part of World Press Freedom Day. Uh, This was around the same time. Uh, and yeah, like we said, so it's off Games Radar, and Games Radar is getting it from uh, the Finnish newspaper themselves. So th- there's a bit of like a you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing to a thing to a thing, which is not that surprising because of the fact that we're in the West. I mean, I just saw this headline and I thought it was just kind of a fascinating use of video games, and like hmm. we don't have to get too far into the like I'm not that interested in discussing the sort of political meanings of anything, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like. There's lots of angles of like propaganda on either side here, right? And right. Like, well, there's there's just there's tons of propaganda on either side. Like, it's kind of hands like down. Everything is propaganda, right? Well, the and fog of just, war. You got to only find out after. 
you got to sift later. through. You got to, and also, obviously, you know, uh, history is often written by the what is it? The victor writes yeah. the spoils, or this the, expression the, like history is written by the victor. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, the fog of war. You, you don't know who's doing the propaganda. Everybody thought weapons of mass destruction were real in a, Iraq, you know. And uh, well, <laughs> shit. Um, so I mean, you can't blame them for buying into the propaganda, but. You kind of can, um, and it's kind of the same thing here. It's like, well, what kind of news are they putting in there? Let's get let's get back, uh, to come back to the story for a second. A Finnish newspaper is using CS:GO to deliver reporting on Putin's invasion of Ukraine directly to anyone playing the Steam game in Russia, bypassing rules that would otherwise limit traditional media. Launched earlier today on World Press Freedom Day, uh, Helsingin Sanomat put together a CS:GO map intending to distribute independent journalism, quote unquote, on the war in Ukraine. Is it independent though? It's as independent as any of it is. <laughs> Russians have very little chance to receive independent information about Putin's invasion of Ukraine. I read that as just different sourced mm-hmm. information, right? You, but you can take it however you like. Um, Helsing and Cinemat editor-in-chief Antero Muka tells Games Radar Plus in an email. How long do you think this will go on for after the article comes out? I was out? Uh, curious about that too, yeah. However, the gaming world and gamers themselves are still left unchecked. That's why we decided to hide a newspaper inside the world's most popular war game. We built a map of a Slavic city devastated by a war inside the game... Haha, uh-huh. with a secret room that offers, offers Russian gamers an uncensored access to the horrors of the war in Ukraine in their native language. There's obviously, this is quite, you know, charged, mm-hmm. which is understandable given where it's coming from. Uh, the map itself is called Devonia, with the latter half of that title translating to war, a word Russian authorities have outlawed in connection to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. The material in question is in a secret room found when spectating a kill cam. Uh, which makes the intent more explicit. As for the secret room itself, you'll find swaths of images and collections of text that detail the cruelties, quote-unquote, witnessed by Helsing and Sanomat's reporters. Mm. Ordinary Russians know practically nothing about the war crimes and atrocities towards civilians com- committed by the Russian army, Muka says. This is a very specific uh, perspective, but, you know, it is what it is. And there's uh, usually more information is never a bad thing. Exactly, you know, exactly. Regardless of how much, you know, how biased it is. Yeah, the, yeah. You, you, it's only really a problem when you only get jammed one side. Totally, totally. You know, so, and bear in mind, you know, this comes from one side of the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure, but I assume that there have been atrocities, you know, invoked on Russian troops as well by Ukraine. It's a war. I mean, there's just, I'm sure there's stuff on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. This is just one perspective. But again, more information isn't necessarily, well, I mean, it is good. Yeah, yeah. Depends on the information sometimes, but I mean, still, the more the better, for the most part. Let them let them see everything and make up their own mind. I mean, it's fascinating. I, I'm mostly just, I thought this was a really fascinating way to use video game resources to distribute something, to, rather to handle something extremely real-world tangible, mm-hmm. you know, and like a really sneaky way to bypass um, it just seems restrictions abs- on media. Well, it just seems absolutely ridiculous to publish an article about this if you're actually trying to be sneaky and actually trying to do something. It, it seems almost like propaganda in itself. That's a re- I mean, that's an interesting perspective, yeah. I mean, I see your point. I, I don't know how to, how to take that or read that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, you raise a valid point. I don't know, you know. I mean, it's kind of like it might... I mean, the fact that this is a Steam game might mean it's kind of, like, outside of the purview of a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, um, and or so small that they wouldn't care kind of thing. Who knows, you know? I just think it's a really fascinating idea to, like, try and distribute, uh, you know, news through a hidden room 
in a hidden ro- or rather through a news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all news air quotes. Yeah. Right? Including what we're telling you right now. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we have our sources. They're just these various websites. But it's like we're putting a spin on things too. Dude, you know, totally. It's always best to get your news from multiple places Absolutely. and like dry your own conclusions. But you're but, a fucking idiot if you only get it from one place. You know. Well. You gotta pay attention to the other side too. I hear you. You can't only take get your info from one source and then take that as gospel truth. I mean, yeah. Well, that is absolutely insane. I look at it more as like I don't think that you could expect most normal people to look at more than one news source, but just also always try to be open-minded to being presented other other facts, right? Well, when it's when it's an actual serious situation and you read something that you're oh, interested sure. about for sure. for or, sure. or or you seems really really crazy, yeah. Yeah. then you really should look into it. Absolutely. You absolutely. know, and yeah. Um, yeah. that's all I'm saying. It's kind of like, you know, the way I can relate to that kind of stuff is like when I see for example video game news about a topic that I'm really into, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cross-referencing that's going on there. For sure. Right? Right? Like, For sure, no, it's absolutely. rare that I care that much, but in the cases where I do, like, yeah, definitely, like, I'll be to. checking more than one article, kind of. You, thing, have you know to. what I mean? I mean come on. Um, anyways, um, but yeah, it's just it's a fascinating story, and like, you know, we'll move on from this. But also in the news was like, you know, Ukrainian troops using steam decks to pilot their like. Yeah, new, no, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like really weird and out, and it's like funny because I mean, you were telling me about this like Air project. Force. Yeah, the project the U.S. had with, like, 1,370 PS3s or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they used it to make, like, some sort of crazy supercomputer. Yeah. It's really interesting, yeah, but... Um, it's, it's just neat that the uh, that gaming systems have the hardware to actually do a lot more than just play yeah. games on. Yeah, And yeah, it's like, yeah. people have realized that and used it in different ways. But, I mean, like, this... This story about the the Air Force using this could totally just be a fucking fake piece about, you know, from Sony being like, look how good our PlayStations are, you know? Like, uh, I don't, th- I doubt the U.S. government no, would no, tolerate no, that. No, 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 fuck. I'm just but that kidding. would be hilarious. I'm just saying, you know, it's like. Yeah. But I, I hear where you're coming from in terms of like, it almost does look like an advertisement for PlayStation because that particular thing you're talking about with the U.S., you know, constructing its supercomputer out of PS3s. They detailed how just how co- both cost effective the PS3s were compared to actual <laughs> right. off the shelf hardware and how they generated. I think in the same article, there was like how they generated t- 10% of the heat that of, the other yeah. similar things would do. Right. So it almost made it seem like, look, the PS3s are just so dramatically superior okay. to like yeah. basic computing <laughs> that it's like there's really no reason for us not to use PS3s. Yeah. No, it's, it's just really crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It was funny. And, uh, and this is also funny. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's cool, neato. I mean, use games for all kinds of stuff. The Steam Decks, too, as you it's say. It's just weird and different, man. Targeting. Yeah, it's yeah. just, I don't know how much of any of it I believe, you know. Um, I don't. I mean, neither do I, but I still think it's probably, I mean, hey, it's good to, I think it's good for Russian folk to be able to have access to different sources definitely. of news. It's I mean, good for and, and if they're having trouble getting news from outside of uh, from of Russia because of the, of the way their states run, then it's, I think it's great. Well, that, we're like, banned from getting Russian news. Are we? Yeah, I didn't actually. They blocked know that. Yeah. Uh, well, RT. Uh, you know, uh, they, they. But it's everywhere, like, yeah, this yeah. is a super normal thing. Yeah, you know, and it's outrageous that they do this. But then, here we go. Here, you know, like, yeah, yeah. UK everywhere, like everywhere, does this shit. I can't help but come back to, in a way, we're independent journalists. This is independent journalism. It's like it's it's probably all good. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like as many sources as possible is probably the, the best more thing. the better. Like you're definitely, saying, definitely, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but that's all we've got for the for the proper news. Um, do you want to take a short break? Yeah, let's do it. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with some rapid fire. All right. Well, we're back, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna lead you out with a little bit of rapid fire. 
So without further ado, on to number one. Starship Troopers Extermination Early Access Preview. I got this off IGN. Uh, there's a, they have a really nice uh, sort of like, you know, several page long preview uh, with a, a bunch of experience with a hands-on build. Mm -hmm. um, this is by developer Offworld Industries. Uh, it's on currently on, uh, only on PC. Uh, it is in Steam Early Access, I want to say as of now. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe it's... They're, I think both the games we're going to talk about. Early Access, yeah. Yeah. Preview, yeah, huh? yeah, they got a little bit of early access. They got it earlier early mm -hmm. access. <laughs> it actually comes out on early access on May 17th. Oh, okay, soon. Soon, soon. Uh, very, 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 very soon. Uh, and to read, a, I'm going to read a really quick summary here. I'm just getting this off of, off of a, a wiki. It's an FPS uh, game set for early access release 2023, like we just said, May 17th. It's a 12-player PVE first-person shooter for PC inspired by the 1997 film. It's a squad-based game that features large-scale battles against the Arachnids, Players will operate as a trooper in the elite Deep Space Vanguard as one of three playable classes, Assault, Support, and Defense. New perks and gear will unlock as players progress in the Persistent Class Progression System. Enemy arachnid types include Drone, Warrior, Gunner, Plasma, Grenadier, Tiger, Elite. Up to hundreds of bugs can be on screen at once. So yeah, I mean, and after reading the, uh, the sort of hands-on preview, it sounds like there's, you know, there's a bunch of, like, sort of base building stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of places you can... I'm now getting a little... We're going to talk later about uh, this game called Silica, and I'm trying getting to... Getting confused, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting really confused between the two because they are extremely similar. Well, the bugs really look like these bugs in Silica, you know? Yeah, they kind of do. They yeah. really do, man. Like, it must be loosely... I don't know. I mean, to me, Silica is Starship Troopers inspired. Totally. You know, it just doesn't have the actual license. Right? Yeah, yeah, like Starship Trooper Halo. Yeah, kind of. You know? Kind of, like, yeah, yeah. And the, or even Starship Trooper... No, more like Starship Trooper Command and Conquer, maybe? Because Silica is the one that has RTS elements, right? Does it? Yeah. RTS, is that? Real-time strategy. Okay. Command and Conquer is RTS. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I haven't played that game in like 25 years. I'm only using this as a reference point because I know you actually have played Command oh, and Like Conquer. 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like top-down. You know, oh, no, like I remember. Kind of, and shit. Yeah, I thought it, for some reason I thought it was like turn-based or some shit. No, it's not turn-based, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know... Turn-based games that are in that jar maybe just don't necessarily look that different from an RTS one. But. So this game, I, I didn't realize this game was RTS. Is it just it has some? Well, hang on, Starship Troopers isn't. No, 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 Silica, Silica. Yeah, yeah. So, but is it pure RTS or it has some RTS elements? Uh, it's not pure. It has RTS elements. Okay, that's yeah, 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 that's yeah. why I got thrown off because I was like, yo, it, it looked like you could no. control the bug and you're fucking eating stuff and like, totally, dude, totally, uh, totally. I don't know. But let's come back to Starship Troopers. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, I've been waiting for this game for 25 years. Dude, I love the movie. <laughs> that's awesome. The first one. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, that's... Uh, I mean, me too. Whatever. I mean, uh, maybe it's a bit of a stretch uh, that I've been waiting for it. But I mean, I've been surprised that it hasn't come out yet. Well, I mean, we've had... I, I don't know anything about them, but there have been Starship Troopers games that have come out, I think. Really? Just nothing really of note as far mm. as I'm concerned, you know? Okay. Like, I don't think this is the first Starship Troopers game that's been made. It's um, the first I've heard of. Well, that's just it. I mean, I think the ones that have come out... I mean, there was a Starship Troopers Terran Command. Okay. That's an RTS game. I mean, it's... there. Like, I think that there are games every now and then, but they just don't... They tend to not reach the sort of um potential the global mindset right. when they're sort of you know they ha they're underneath a certain level of like mm -hmm. for whatever reason they just they didn't hit right um, and i mean this game that's kind of that's coming out this starship troopers extermination could very well be in that category we just don't know yet because it's not really technically out yet you know what i mean yep and all we have to go on is this early access preview but the early access preview i thought it looked pretty cool i, th what I thought think i thought so too yep i mean 
it basically has a lot of first-person squad-based combat mm -hmm. against a whole lot of bugs. It, it sort of gave me some um, World War Z vibes, honestly, which yeah, like made I me a little questionable. Mm. I was like, mm, uh, but at the same time, the building, the reconstruct, whatever, like that shit looked dope. Um, yeah, yeah, like that's what I want for. A game like this, right? Totally, totally. I mean, and I feel like of the two, because we're going to talk about Silica after this, um, of the two games, this one looks probably most likely to come to console because mm -hmm. it doesn't have any sort of complicated, not console working stuff. Right. Right? Like, it's pretty much just a straight up FPS. Yeah. Just coordinating with friends and like, it, it's very, you know... Vanilla. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also would translate easily to a console. Yeah. Right? Like, there's nothing complicated there. So... I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it. Uh, I think it looks really cool too. Like it, it mostly just. I have no idea if it'll be good. And it's like from the gameplay we've seen, it kind of looks like it could totally go either way. Um, it's more just that these type of games, I feel like we just don't get enough of them. And mm -hmm. like anytime that it's like fun action stuff that's a little different, using a license perhaps in this case that you know is not used all the time, um, experimenting with that kind of stuff, like that's sort of what I love. You know, like mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of you know when our favorite Gen Zero guys they made that um, what was that Xbox game called the Dinosaur One? Oh fuck! Oh, extinction, man. Second Extinction. Yep, Second, second Extinction. Yeah. yeah, they made Second Extinction, which by all accounts is really so-so mm -hmm. you know like although at the same time you know generation zero had pretty awful reviews and we loved it and i loved it yeah for sure for sure i mean i loved it too but um second extinction i mean if we're if we were able to play it i'm sure we will i mean i know i would at least i don't know if you would but probably not honestly well it'd be on like a 50 percent off sale by now you know what still I mean? like i probably would have convinced you to try it dude like i still have off. like 21 dollars <laughs> on my account for god knows how long last game i bought i bought uh fuck back for blood uh wait the oh, Left yeah. 4 Dead yeah. successor? Yeah, Back for Blood. Yeah, yeah, I bought that. I, I tried it. Like, it was like 20 bucks, 18 bucks or something. I tried it once, and I was like, yeah, no. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, I think I was like really tired. Maybe I was like drunk or something. I don't know. But I, I remember seeing it on the store for like dirt cheap, and I had like $40 <laughs> on there. And I was just like, meh, why not? I you remember know? having this conversation with over, over you with oh, with you over text at the, at the and I was <laughs> I was very unimpressed by it anyways. You know? Yeah, so, I mean... Do you think you'll give it another try? I if mean, somebody else plays it, yeah, I'll play with yeah. somebody. But I'll never turn it on again by myself. You should give it another shot for just like an hour or something. Not by myself. I mean, just in a different... It's not interesting enough to play by myself. Yeah, fair. Like, yeah, it's fair. not the type of thing I want to do. I mean, I'm not that into it either, although I never was. Um, but I know my friend Matt tried it, and he was really pleased after he finally gave it a shot. Mm -hmm. So it was enough to make me think twice. You know? yeah, like, yeah. When I look at it, I'm kind of like, ah, I'm unenthused. But at the same time, like... Like, you know, when things get support from people I know and like, like, well, I mean, that accounts for a lot, you know, so. There was just, a, like, a fucking bit of a cheapness to it that just rubbed me the wrong way. And um, I think I know where you're coming from with that. And I was just, it, yeah, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So, like, again, like anything, you know, it seems like you could have a hell of a lot of fun with friends. Mm -hmm. I don't have any friends that play it, so, you know. Fair, fair. Like, But, again, you know, flipping a coin can be fun with friends. Throwing cards into a hat can be fun with friends. <laughs> Anything can be fun with friends, true, you know? True, um, So, that's not saying much. I hear you, I hear you. Well, in terms of Starship, Starship Troopers Extermination, I just think it looks neat. Yeah, and I um, want to try that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to have more stuff like this, and I feel like these are the kinds of games that I like talking about. I don't know. I'm also not um, burnt out from killing mass amounts of, like, giant bugs. Yeah. I am burnt out by zombies, or with zombies, so, Fair. you know, I feel like this, 
like the nostalgia too like whatever yeah there's all kinds of things about this that just rub me the right Mm way Mm -hmm. and um there's all kinds of things about back for blood that just rub me the wrong way that's fair that's fair um well i mean we'll see yeah you know like early access it'll be out may 17th hope it does well Mm -hmm. and if it does do well and it comes to console it's certainly a game i'll I'll have my eyes on me too yeah Uh, moving on number two Project Bloom, Pokemon Studio teaming with Private Division for quote-unquote ambitious samurai game. Uh, I'm getting this news off IGN. Subheading, stunning concept art hints at what may be Game Freak's first true foray into high-end AAA development. Game Freak, the studio best known for Pokemon, is partnering with Private Division in what appears to be its first major foray into the AAA action-adventure space. Private Division announced it is working with Game Freak on Project Bloom, an ambitious new action-adventure game. In a statement, Game Freak director Kota Furushima said that fans can expect something very different from its usual monster-collecting fare. We're thrilled to have the opportunity to create new IP that is bold and tonally different from our prior work, Furushima said. This is mostly why I'm interested in this, is, is okay. new, new IP that is bold and tonally different right. from our prior work. And from people that have some chops. Exactly. From the beginning, Private Division was the publisher we wanted to work on with our new game. Their track record and global expertise gives us all the confidence to create a sweeping new action-adventure game that we can't wait to share more about in the near future. Private Private Division head Michael Waraz added that the publisher is honored to be the first Western publisher to be working with Game Freak. Along with the announcement, Game Freak and Private Division included the new project's first piece of concept art, which features a samurai standing in a forest grove. The evocative image, in which the samurai is dwarfed by massive gnarled trees, suggests that the new game will feature a greater scope than that of Game Freak's projects to date. I I really do think that that picture is nice. Oh, the picture is gorgeous. Um, Little is known about Project Bloom, including its platforms. It's confirmed to be in quote-unquote early development and is expected to launch sometime between April 2025 and March 2026. So, extremely early days. Uh, Like you were saying, concept art, is really quite nice, mm-hmm. um, but you know there is uh, it, it. You know, it's not. It's too early to talk about. Really, it's to- totally too early to talk about. I mean, the concept art is cool. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most interesting thing about it to me is just that it indicates that this is very different than Pokemon. Right. And right. that's the exciting thing for me is just that, like he said earlier, this is just a very tonally different work than Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, I mean, they do have chops. Um, I mean. The RGN article was um, bringing up the fact that a couple of their recent Pokemon games have had some technical difficulties. Right. That's not untrue, uh, but at the same time, I feel like it's not that relevant just because I know, I mean, of course my experience is more limited than some, but having played Pokemon Sword and Shield extensively, Pokemon Sword and Shield is, to me, as polished as the best Nintendo game I've seen. Like, it's Hmm. like, it has that completely Nintendo level of, like, perfect polish where it's like... It's pretty up there. The frame rate is always consistent, like, you know, there are no technical issues whatsoever, there's no bugs, like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it was perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, even if they've had some struggles recently, they can make stuff that is absolutely, yeah, yeah, like, totally AAA, you know, super high-level polish. When I originally saw this article, I, I wasn't thinking about talking about it on the show, but then I sort of, like, I guess I just had a moment of, like, Pokemon game company is making Ghost of Tsushima that sort of really had me kind of like, well, that's... Uh, that's Curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of all I have to say about it. Yeah. Well, I'll throw it over much... to you real quick before we finish. I mean, do you have anything else to add? There's nothing too bad, really. I mean, it, I, Not to, really. me, to me, it's too early to say anything about it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, I get it. You want to mention it because you've played a Pokemon game before, or Pokemon games, and... Whatever, I get it. Not but, quite. It's more I want to mention it because it's something different from Pokemon Studio. Right, right. But to me, it's just, it's far too early to 
you know, I mean, this is a 10-second mention, you know? It is, it is. But I do think it's worth noting that they're just, they're not staying within their lane. Right. No, that's and cool. that's really neat. That's cool. I do have one little quick nothing to do with this, though. Sure. But um, I just uh, heard about this the other day. I'm not even sure from, well, it was a friend of mine that said it, but apparently Arc 2 has now been delayed till spring of 2025. This for real? That's what this guy messaged me, man. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Do we need to fact check this? Yeah, yeah, definitely fact check it. But uh, I believe him. Delayed. He's he's usually pretty ahead of... Uh, he's pretty on point with his... Uh, Games Radar? Arc 2 Studio says reported spring 2025 release date is quote-unquote just a typo. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. Well, well, then maybe it's not true. I don't know, man. Just a typo? It appears that um, maybe it was spring twenty twenty four. This looks like uh, this looks like it was not an actual. This looks like it was someone finding something something somewhere and not an actual sort of press release from anybody. And Studio Wildcard apparently has. I mean, I don't want to don't mean to derail this too much, but Studio Wildcard has apparently um, denied uh, that it's that it's uh, delayed to twenty twenty five and says it's a typo in some document somewhere. So so it's still coming in August. We'd have to look into it further, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, no, no. This who was knows? I I, yeah. I I seriously got this message while we were That's recording. Really funny. That's really um, funny. And I was just. Like well, what? Like fuck. listen, if we get more substantial news about it next time, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely come back to you about that 100%. for sure. I mean, we're not going to ignore Ark, that's for sure. Well, so I kind of what I was saying before was like kind of you know, fuck it until we actually see something because we haven't well, seen anything and it's supposed to come out in August, right? Um, true, true. And we haven't seen a trailer. That's yep, why I was yeah. like, it's not happening. Um, uh, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. But hey, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Again, this is just hearsay. This was a buddy that messaged me. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. From Europe to tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> it was I like, mean, holy shit. I'm not convinced it's reputable. But oh, it doesn't time, look like it. It's not like things look great for Arctic no, either. No, you know no, what I mean? No. But I also could just be, look, you know, because I feel this way already, I could yeah. just be overly willing to believe it, you know? Well, I mean, that's very understandable. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, on. move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On to number three. Silica Preview. This RTS FPS hybrid is the best kind of buggy. So I got this again off IGN, and IGN has a hands-on uh, preview with the early access build. That is meant to be punny, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like their puns. Mm. It doesn't have a... I get, I get so confused with, like, early access. Beta. I feel like early access is before beta. I feel like early access and beta are, like, not compatible in a way. Like, Almost. I feel like the type of games that get betas are usually more AAA stuff that don't have the concept of early access. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and then early access more often applied to Steam type stuff. I, f- I feel like you're right about the Steam thing. But but there's there's often there's early access to stuff. Maybe the, some of the oh, early... Oh, you get early access if to you pre- a beta. Yeah. Which is not the same thing as Steam early access. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. Okay, that's... Yeah. yeah. It's super confusing. Yeah, definitely. But... Silica is out in early access, uh, and IGN just spent some time with their hands-on preview, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a really nice breakdown on their site. You can go read about it. I thought it was really interesting. I mean, I've seen the trailer. I've read the preview. I mean, this so this is the game that's easily confused with the actual Starship Troopers game. Totally. This is a game that's... It's not... So if you look up the developer, it doesn't give the impression that the developer is a one-man studio, but the IGN preview claims this is actually the work of one man. Yeah, the IGN article says the developer Dram, 
who he notes is a single person named Martin Milicherik, apparently, has overflowing plans for Silica. Um, so it looks like it's a, it's, a, it's a single guy, maybe supported by a larger studio. I can't really tell. Yeah. Um, but either way, it seems like it's the creative vision of perhaps one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it looks really fascinating. I mean, like we said, it's an RTS-FPS hybrid. I mean, I guess what I can say in terms of... I mean, you can go check out the Early Access preview trailer. Uh, that gives a pretty nice synopsis of sort of what the game's deal is. I can say that it's... To me, it looks like a vaguely a combination of, like we were saying before, it's like Command and Conquer, sort of mixed with like Halo, mixed with Starship Troopers. Unreal. Uh, wait, no, what was that game? Was it Unreal? Is there a game called there is a game Unreal, called Unreal way back in the day with like sort of little dudes, space fighting, whatever? There's Isn't like... Unreal the first game with the Unreal Engine? It's very possible. Am I, I remember crazy? playing I remember playing this game on my cousin's PC I feel like, like I'm losing my mind now. 30 years ago or something, 25 years ago. I want to say Unreal is just the first game that uses the Unreal Engine. No, totally possible. Unreal video game series. Yeah, there was the first Unreal. Yeah, there was a first Unreal game in '98 that was the first game to use the Unreal Engine. Right, and then everything after that, you know, it then sort of became synonymous with just the engine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There yeah. was a bunch of Unreal games before that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You could totally be right. I, I really vaguely remember Unreal. It was, long it was time. some sort of sci-fi shooter. Yeah, yeah. like squad shooter kind of like yeah. PvP. That sounds right. Um, very Halo-ish. Smaller characters. You could jump really high, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of like Halo. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. Again, we're talking 25 years. <laughs> it's with, been a minute. With yeah. some heavy drinking in between. My memory might not be the best. But yeah, I mean, what do you? What did you think about this Silica preview? Cool, man. It looks cool. I, I think it looks awesome. Like, not, gotta... not for me, but... I mean, it looks it it looks very cool. Yeah, just the fact that it's got this RTS stuff. I'm like, Meh. well, I mean, that's kind of to me. That's the cool thing about the game is that it also has like three modes of play, mm. right? There's like there's the, the sort of the full package, the silica full package, if you will, package, um, not explicit, um, where you have all the RTS elements and the FPS elements, and it's like you control squads of dudes and like factories and machines that build things right but then you also can drop into specific command of any of them in an fps way which is cool it's really really interesting and in this mode you have like i think because there's three factions in the game there's two human factions and there's the bugs right um and each of them can be on the map right Right. and they're all fighting each other Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the full package, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also, they talk about you can play the game just co-op FPS, where it takes out the RTS elements, and it focuses on just that layer. Right. And then there's, like, strict arena fighting okay. at the same time, where it's just, like, you know, free-for-all deathmatch kind of thing. <laughs> but you can control, each, like, each of the different fractions presumably controls differently and has, like, different units and stuff. Right, right. right. So I don't really know how, how all that interacts, but they're really, I mean, he's... This game is like it's really kind of the, the ambition level here is like way up there. It's insane, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of reminds me of like, it makes me think of Dust Five One Four, which was that yeah, yeah, the PS Three, the game that was supposed to link up with um, Eve Online, mm-hmm. and you would resolve the giant scale battles of Eve Online in the tactical ground based shit in right. first person. That's what I was thinking of too. I couldn't remember what yeah. game it was though. Yeah, Dust Five One Four, which is one of the best names I've ever had. In the, I mean, to me, that's one of the greatest names of a video game ever. Like, it looks like the video game was terrible, and I still regret not playing it to this day. But mm. listen, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, this kind of makes me think of that in terms of level of ambition and like what it's what it's going for. Um, I mean, it's and it's really like you know, in the preview, so you see the guy. You can control a dune buggy. You can drive the dune buggy, and it's like 
you can be on foot and like shooting your assault rifle. You can drive the the the, the cars. Then it shows like a guy playing as the bugs, and you're controlling bugs in like third person. Mm. And you're just like skittering around like uh, yeah, no, know, it looks sand cool. dunes, like attacking dudes as, as these weird Starship Trooper bugs. Gonna arachnids. Arachnids, yeah. Uh, although I guess they're not called that because of licensing issues in this one. Oh, no, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just really weird. It's really out there. I'm really intrigued by the idea. Unfortunately, the chance of this coming to console is slim mm. uh, because it has RTS elements, right? Yeah. And while RTS are, is not completely unknown on console, like there's Halo Wars on Xbox, I know there's others that I'm not thinking about at the moment, but like it's not unheard of. It's just not common. Either. Yeah. There's like the Lord of the Rings games that were RTS on like, uh, they were on PlayStation also a little way, I want to say maybe PS4 generation or PS3 generation. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, there was some Lord of the Rings real-time real-time strategy games on okay. PlayStation. Yeah. So it's like it has been done. It's just not frequent. Right. right? right, right. And for like a smaller time person like this, because they seem kind of small time, it's maybe a stretch. But, you know, when you look at the game's action and first person and stuff, it feels like it would look at home on a console. Yeah. So I'm also not completely without hope, if that yep. makes sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, Silica, crazy weird RTS FPS hybrid. I mean, you know... I don't have too much more to say about this. Do you have no. anything to add? No. I mean, it, it looks cool. It does. Like, give it a check out. It's different. It's weird. I love that. Yep. Um, moving on to number four. Guerrilla Games co-studio director promoted to PlayStation Studios role. Um, I'm getting this off Video Games Chronicle. Uh, I'll read a like, subheading here. Horizon developer has restructured its leadership for the second time in three years. So we won't get too far into this, but basically, uh, here's a little a little uh, snippet from the article. Guerrilla Games co-studio director Angie Smets has been promoted to head of development strategy at PlayStation Studios, SIE, announced on Monday. Uh, Smets, a 20-year veteran of the Horizon and Killzone developer, has served as a studio head for the past three years alongside Jan Bart Van Beek and Michiel Van, Michiel Van Derlu. Uh, her departure will see another shakeup in leadership, with Jan Bart Van Beek keeping his studio director role alongside newly promoted Joel Eschler, previously production director, and Hella Schmidt, previously general manager. Michiel Vanderloo will be stepping away from his studio leadership role to focus on leading technology and strategy for the game's Decima engine. Uh, Guerrilla Games is currently working on an online project set in the Horizon universe alongside epic solo adventures, quote-unquote, starring series protagonist Aloy. Um, these past two decades at Gorilla have been an absolute dream, Angie Smith said in a statement published on Monday. I feel privileged to have worked alongside some of the smartest and coolest people in the in the industry. Uh, I thought this could be interesting to read out, mostly because we don't really talk about Horizon that often. No. Um, even though, I mean, I think we both have a lot of respect for it. I played the shit out of the first one. There you go. Like, mental. I haven't played them, but my love for Monster Hunter sort of, like... Makes them feel close to the heart in a way. Okay. And I've watched a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, uh, when I was living with uh, my buddy Joel, like, he played a lot of Horizon while I was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, so I've se- sort of secondhand experienced a lot of the game. Right, right. And I always thought it looked pretty interesting. It's you know? cool. Uh, yeah, so I mean... And I've and, heard really good things about the sequel. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My I buddy, haven't heard much about it, but it, it, it sounds really cool. My buddy's been on it, uh, well, yeah, he, he got it, I don't know, fairly recently. Hmm. And uh, he's on his third playthrough. That's pretty like, impressive. Yeah, I, I wonder has he tried the because the expansion just came out, right? Yeah, it did. And Burning for, Shores, is it? Yeah, yeah. So he got that. That is why he's on his third because mm. somehow he didn't have saved data after download, so he had to start oh, over to get to that. And I was like, "Did you check the <laughs> you know online save data shit?" Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, "I don't know. Uh, it's different on PS5." I'm like, Piece of shit out of me, bro. But he played the whole thing again uh, just to do the, the DLC, <laughs> and he really seems funny. to be loving it. Like, uh, huh. yeah, interesting. So. 
Um, well, I mean, I just, you know, I wanted to call a little bit of attention to them because we just don't talk about them often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have much to say about this actual news itself. I think it's great um, that she's moving on to, to Sony PlayStation. I mean, it means that they're all happy with each other mm-hmm. and, like, clearly she's doing well. I think that's great. Uh, it sounds like the other people that are t- sort of taking over the reins are also, you know, big veterans of the company. It's actually, I mean, if, and if you're curious to dig into the Video Games Chronicle article more, it's a really nice story. They sound like... I mean, they kind of all sound like they've just sort of been there from the inception of the studio and have, like, seen, mm-hmm. you know, seen each other sort of go through the ranks and, like, seen the sort of initial, you know, not doing too much. of Because they worked with Killzone originally, right? Like, mm-hmm. Killzone was, like, so-so received, right? Like, some people love it, but, like, it didn't have a ton of, like, commercial success, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, moving on to Horizon, Horizon was, like, such a big deal for the company and really, like, sort of, like, brought them into, like, the public limelight. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a neat story, and, like, I'm happy that she's continuing at Sony PlayStation. I'm happy that the company itself seems to be doing well. From all I hear and from what you're just telling me, it sounds like the game, the game itself, or rather the franchise, is doing great. Yep. And also, when I saw this article, I didn't realize that they were working on an online project, which is mm-hmm. going to be, apparently, it's like an online co-op project. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's been formally revealed yet, but there was articles back in December where job postings were pointing to this clear new online project um, that I don't know if it's been sort of formally discussed, but I'm just, I think that the idea of a multiplayer adventure um, in the Horizon universe is really exciting. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I think that like they're sort of, you know, it's... Absolutely. Man. Yeah. That shit would 100%. be the dopest. That's one thing I thought it was missing was co-op. Exactly. Multiplayer. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just really curious to see what happens with that. And, like, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a studio that I'm, like, happy to follow. One thing about that, though, is the one of the reasons I think you would have a really hard time doing online or multiplayer uh, or co-op even is um, you slow time a lot. Mm. So, it's like in Red Dead with Deadeye. It would slow time or Fallout. Remember Fallout? Yeah, when you totally. go into Vats, it totally. like kind of freezes a bit yeah. or really slows down. They couldn't do that with uh, the online one, so it was different. And uh, I mean, you could probably pull something off like with this, but mm, the whole thing is shooting off specific parts on the beasts, yeah. right? You kind of need it slowed down. Yeah. Uh, like, so when you're diving or sliding or jumping or whatever and shooting, it's like, if you want to hit those things, it's going to be kind of impossible to do real time. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, that's the only problem I see with it. I mean, yeah, they'd have to like rework the system somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, Fallout was able to do it right when they went from like they were Fallout able- three to like Fallout. Um, no, no, it was Fallout four to seventy six. Thank you. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were they pulled it off, but it wasn't great. Um, right. It kind of made the vats like I don't know. It um, it changed a lot of it. I didn't mind it so much, but um, it changed it. So, mm-hmm. and and personally with Red Dead, like I actually enjoyed the online version more than the story. Mm. I found the slowing down time on that like not good. I didn't mm. like that, but um, I barely played it. Yeah. So yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they would manage it, but at the same time, like, I feel like they're a very talented studio, and, like, they seem to not have difficulty mm-hmm. handling, you know, oh, no, new no, gameplay stuff otherwise, right? It out, so I'm man. like, I'm, I can only imagine that they're, they probably no. got something in mind that's... They're going to figure it out. I assume would work, you know, but... Um, no doubt. I'm excited to see it, whatever it is. Yeah. But, uh, yes, that's it. I mean, I just thought it was a nice story, and uh, happy to see them working on a, on a co-op game. For sure. Would, For definitely sure. definitely have my eyes on yeah. yeah, I mean, especially with like the you know my Monster Hunter experience too, which I really loved. It's like it's kind of like you don't want to tread. It's like you know you need to be different than Monster Hunter, but I already think the Horizon universe maybe just by lore itself is like different enough. You know, so it's yeah. like 
And I mean, I would say Monster Hunter has already proven that like that kind of thing really can work with friends, right? Yeah, totally. Could be neat. Yeah. That's all we've got for you for this week for Rapid Fire. It was a short episode. I mean, we went on uh, on, on some 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 rants that sort of <laughs> drew it out, but uh, it's been a nice, you know, tight and sweet topic list. Relatively quiet news week, but we still managed to find some interesting things to talk about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love talking about it, especially... I was happy to see the Starship Troopers and Silica games. Like, mm-hmm. just, um, mm-hmm. It's nice to just have something a little bit different. No. You know? but, uh, bugs, um, man. Arachnids coming at you. Hey, man. I mean, you know, we love... I definitely... I would say that if nothing... Um, if nothing has changed other than this, since we're starting to record this podcast with you, I'm definitely, I'm more keenly paying attention to like, sort of like fun with friends co-op stuff than Mm -hmm. it used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of changed my focus towards like appreciating just how kind of baseline fun that stuff is. Dude, it's just like, it's like socializing, but not really socializing. You know, it's, it's weird, but... It's super nice, especially in the winter. Yo, it's just nice yeah, to totally. be able to mess around with friends in your own house. 100%. 100%. You know, nobody has to go out. Totally. Leave it there for now. Very good. Very nice. <laughs> Hello, chicken nugget. <laughs> we'll see you next time. And uh, hope you enjoy your week. Take care. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>